Welcome to the Next Up Podcast. I'm your host, PC747, and I am in Houston, Texas, and we're going to discuss why I'm here in a minute. But let me go ahead and just kind of take a moment to you know, acknowledge what this show is about. You know, uh, this podcast is dedicated to talk about Android and tech and normally a, a heavy Android topic a lot of the time. But today, kind of like a couple weeks ago, it's going to probably center around more of tech. Now, to be honest with you, you know, this show is normally on a Friday and you know, and I, again, I will kind of explain to that in a second while it's not on a, a Friday and end up being postponed to today is Saturday. But, you know, like most of you, we all are kind of dealing with the effects of the coronavirus. And then, again, you know, let me first start off by saying what got me into talking tech and starting the Next Up podcast. So the Next Up podcast originated as a way for me to talk about Android topics. Now, I've been a big Android fan for over a decade. It started when I picked up my Motorola Droid. So once I picked that up, you know, I was someone who was kind of new to it, who had some issues kind of, you know, uh, getting kind of familiar with how to use it. And thanks to a forum out there and the community, you know, I started getting into it, started rooting. And that's when I started falling in love with it. As a result, I found myself uh, doing more with it. Started writing articles for that same forum that brought me in. And then as I, you know, continue to evolve with Android, when Android continue to evolve itself, you know, the rooting community and rooting topics weren't so much the big forefront of what was going on. And it changed to really what more that manufacturers were able to throw at a phone. You know, what new spec, what new feature, what new cool idea will be available in phones and their software. And for me, that was an exciting thing to talk about. I enjoyed talking about it. And like I said, I did it for that forum. And then I decided to, you know, ex- to experiment and to go out and see if I can have my own blog to, to write about those, of those things. Cause I had always wanted to have a show where I can talk about those things. And, you know, it's just, I wanted to roll that out slowly into a blog and then have a podcast where I can talk about that in a YouTube channel. And that's kind of what brought me here. And that's why the next step exists. It's basically a platform designed for me to share my passion with Android and tech. And I say in tech because even though Android is a, a big part of my, you know, uh, excitement when it comes to tech, I do like other softwares and other devices. You know, I like seeing what Apple do. I like seeing what, you know, these streaming services do. I like seeing where we're going with gaming. I just love seeing innovation happen. And it's not always centered around Android. But if we're to be honest, our phones are still at the forefront of a lot of what we do, as well as tablets. So this is what brought me here to this topic and this podcast and what resulted in me creating this now now that's out the way let me kind of explain my setup right now because you know i normally have my show you know at, at the my house you know i got like a, a little a boom mic that's pl- plugged into an audio interface that's plugged into my macbook running um garage band but see that was not something I was able to do now. So my company had flew me out to Houston 
you know, as everyone is kind of concerned with the coronavirus, you know, my current company, they want to kind of separate people, put them in different locations so that if one person got sick, it didn't take down the entire operation. So that's what brought me here to Houston. So knowing I was coming here again at the time, I was expecting to be here maybe a week or two. And but I planned for it. I wanted to at least be able to do a show and what would be the minimal equipment I can do a show with. And that was basically me grabbing a lapel mic and a couple of stands, my uh, MacBook, obviously, my Chromebook, and, and going from there. Now, obviously, once I got out here to Houston, things got a little bit worse, you know. Uh, I was expecting the city basically be on lockdown like it is, and we're there. Now, when I say lockdown, it's not like a government lockdown, no. It's more that all the businesses are pretty much shut down. Everyone pretty much staying indoors. There are no events and nothing's going on. So basically, you're stuck in here. Even though it's not a, quote, forced lockdown, it's by default. Well, you know, if you don't have anything really to do, not a lot of places to go. Uh, the restaurants are basically doing the, you know, carry out only or, you know, drive through only. There's really not much to go do to hang out, to, to sit down and kind of talk with the, later, uh, the natives and talk with folks and seeing what to do around here to maybe visit a couple of shopping centers and museums or just anywhere or see what's kind of going on, sporting events, because you cannot do any of that. All of those events have been basically shut down. And, you know, we all kind of deal with it. And now one of the things I kind of want to avoid doing, you know, is, is, is really getting too deep in this whole coronavirus topic, because a lot of us, we're, we're tired of it. You know, everywhere we go, it, it's everywhere. So I want to be pretty much, you know, gear my show around, stand away from it. Now, obviously, there are going to be some topics that going to be brought up and that's one of the uh, what i will be bringing up is just kind of some of the companies that could benefit from everyone being shut down because of the pandemic but i'm not going to be having my show talking about you know what's actually going on you guys know you know you you turned on the tv you turned on social media you know what's going on you know what's happening and you don't need another person uh, talking about it i'm not going to sit here and talk about my theories whether I'll be on the side for uh, this being a, a conspiracy of the government or people overblowing it or if people are not being you know cautious enough. I, I'm not bringing that to you because you don't want to hear it. And I'm not going to share that. But, yeah, this is basically what, what started me wanting to do the show. Just have some topics to talk about that take our mind off of what's going on and to take advantage of just, you know, of us being in our whole lockdown state. And to try to see if we can, you know, or if I can share some, you know, uh, some ways that you can find a way to make the most of your situation. And your situation being this situation being basically locked down, just like a lot of us. So, yeah, before I get started, you know, when I first, you know, uh, drove down here and that, that was a plan, you know, even though my company had, you know, provided plane tickets, I had decided I wanted to drive and. You know, the reason why I wanted to drive, because I had a feeling that, you know, I'm going to get out here and, you know, they're, they're going to potentially shut stuff down and I'm not going to have access to transportation. I'm going to need to be able to get around, you know, just because of, and, you know, just the nature in general. I want to be prepared. Now, unfortunately, you know, even though I had planned all that out, you know, uh, one thing I didn't plan out was my transmission going out. And that literally happened as I was driving down, you know, um, the highway, I think it was on I-10, 
going through Baton Rouge. Uh, matter of fact, I was just outside of Baton Rouge. I was actually looking down. I was planning. I'm like, man, I'm making good time. I'm gonna be in Houston by this time, and I'm gonna be good to go. And just out of nowhere, I kind of know, like, like felt my car just kind of, you know, like it was, you know, kind of jerking, you know, jerking pretty heavily. I'm like, whoa, what's that? And I thought, okay, maybe just, you know, you know, maybe that jerking I was feeling was just, you know, either my imagination or I hit something. And then I kind of noticed in the high revving and high pitching, like, okay, something's not right. So thankfully it wasn't too crazy busy. I was able to merge and I was sitting just like hoping and, you know, praying like, all right, let me get to this next exit. And I would just turn my emergency flashes on. Like I said, thankfully it wasn't too crazy of traffic. So I wasn't really having to deal with that, but, you know, turn my emergency flashes on just in case I didn't make it, you know, to the exit, but I was able to make it to the exit. Thank God. And, you know, got to a gas station and, Pretty much, once I got to that gas station, that was it. And, you know, you could smell, basically, uh, gears burning and, you know, all that stuff. And I knew, yeah, that was it. The transmission, done. So, pretty much, I was literally stuck outside of, literally outside of Baton Rouge. I was, like, I want to say maybe 10 miles outside of Baton Rouge, maybe. And just stuck, you know, transmission, basically, done with. And this is a car that I just changed the engine in, like, a year ago. So, basically... Uh, 2007 car, uh, Sentra is done. You know, there's no way I'm spending any more money on this one. But yeah, I'm stuck outside the city and need to find a way to get to Houston by, well, that day because I had to be to work literally the next day, um, to kind of, you know, report and everything. So I'm sitting there trying to figure out ways to do it. And thankfully there was a, uh, car max nearby and, you know, picked up a car, was able to drive the rest of the way. And, you know, I said, got to Houston on time and, and that's pretty much how that worked out. So everything kind of worked out for the good in that matter. Now, I did end up taking the car right back to car mat after I had the time to really sit down and look at it and stuff like that. Um, you know, I just found some things that, that had some issues in the car. And I'm like, well, for what, what I'm paying for it, you know, and how long I probably will have it, I think I will, you know, find myself dealing with more issues if I wanted to keep the car. So. And I made the decision, like, look, I'm going to take it back. And now I'm sitting here trying to figure out, I'm going to say figure out. I kind of have an idea what I'm going to do. But basically, I'm kind of planning on having to buy a new vehicle when I get back. Because literally, I have no vehicle right now. Because, again, you know, my vehicle is somewhere in Baton Rouge. But, yeah, and I, well, I am here in Houston, you know. And I say, hey, I wanted to do my show today. And what way could I still do this podcast and make it work? So this is kind of my setup right now. So I took my lapel mic and normally with that lapel mic, you know, um, I used to have it, uh, on my, my shirt, but I noticed when I was uh, recording with it, it kind of catches some rubbing and as well as I get too close and get a lot of that popping noises while I resulted in getting a, a shotgun mic. Cause I wanted a certain sound and plus I wanted, wanted a certain distance, you know, but I, again, I couldn't bring that shotgun mic with me. It was too, one, it was too large and two, I would worry about it getting damaged and, and, you know, driving up here and then if I something was to happen I need to fly everything back you know I just I had a lot of concerns about that because that was a you know more of an expensive mic than this lapel mic I have here so what I decided to do I have one of those uh selfie sticks now it's one of those say fancy selfie sticks where you can kind of extend it all the way up and then have like a little tripod at the bottom so what I ended up doing was literally extending it all the way up and setting a tripod up and then I took the lapel mic and I wrapped it around the top and tighten it in a way where it, it literally points out like it's sticking out and I'm talking to it. So 
Obviously, I'm pretty sure in some posts using Audible, I'm going to make some adjustments here or there. But looking right now, everything's kind of looking like it's good as far as the levels. I feel like everything is kind of where I want it to be. So, yeah, this is kind of how I'm making it work. And I'm sharing that because, you know, if you're out there, you're like, man, uh, I want to get stuff going and I don't have the money. You know, this is obviously, uh, there are obviously ways that you can, you know, start con producing content or creating content. And you really don't need to go out there and spend a lot of money just to make that happen. So the lapel mic right here is about 20 bucks. I want to say the selfie stand that I have is maybe 15, 20 bucks. Is, if that, you know, I got my, I could easily put this in my Chrome, but like I said, it is going into GarageBand, but if GarageBand didn't work, I had a backup plan because I literally had a program set up where I could record this on my Chromebook if need be. So, you could easily get going, get started, and you do not have to spend a lot of money. This Chromebook I have, I'm pretty sure you can snag this for about maybe 200 bucks by now. It's a HP Chromebook X2. So, right now, I'm pretty sure you can snag one for, you know, pretty cheap use. And, you know, I enjoy using this Chromebook. It, it, it's really good, and I have not have much issues with it. And, like I said, it's, it's one of those things I would highly recommend if someone's in the Chromebook market. It's actually one of these Chromebooks that... Uh, detaches and it becomes a, a tablet. Now, Chrome OS, as far as tablet mode, have not been a very good OS for it. You know, we all kind of have an idea that if you're new to Chromebooks, just kind of get you up to speed. Uh, Google, about a, a couple years ago, tried to, you know, develop a Chrome tablet hybrid. And a lot of them felt that would be a good idea because Chromebooks were, you know, really taking off. You know, they had submitted itself in a place that it was really, really you know, dominating, you know, other platforms in a much faster uh, span, you know, beating that of even the MacBooks and some of your laptops. It's so much so that even Microsoft was like, all right, we got to come up with something to kind of have an answer for these Chromebooks. So the one area where Google have been weak was with Android tablets. But people are like, well, with Chrome OS, you guys are doing a really good job. Why not combine it and have a hybrid where you had a Chromebook and a ability to use some apps in a tablet mode. And so, you know, Google experimented with it, but for whatever reason, I don't know. They have not been able to make it work, which is weird because both Google and Chrome, the Chrome team works in the same building. And you would make these guys, cause, you know, talk to each other and get this thing to work, but it do not work that well at all. And as a result, it's basically why, you know, Google abandoned it and, you know, you're not going to see any more Chrome tablets, at least not sponsored by Google and rightfully so. And, you know, with the, the Chrome apps, they don't seem to work as well as the Chromebook with it or you going onto the web and utilizing a search program. Now, one thing I would say on one of my Chromebooks, cause I actually have several, my Chromebook, uh, it was my, which one I have? The Samsung one. On that one, the YouTube seems to, at least I prefer the YouTube over using YouTube over the internet there, but, and maybe that Chromebook is getting old, it's time for me to change that one out, but as far as I'm concerned, as long as it's up and running, I'm not changing anything out, but, yeah, that kind of what kind of got us where we're at today, and that's kind of, you know, and the reason why I was not able to start my podcast yesterday was the schedule and everything was changing around with me working here, and they were trying to decide which day you want to have me working all that and so 
what ended up happening was I ended up working a little bit yesterday, and by the time I got back, it just was not enough time to look up and get my topics prepared. So I said, okay, you know, I'm not going to do a show because there was no way I can do a show and be prepared and kind of have a topic that was something I really wanted to talk about. And that was really something that was very important because some of the things I did have as, you know, topics that I've had prepared, it was surrounded around the pandemic. And just after talking to a couple of people, you know, in in my group, you know, we have a group of, of creators and stuff like that. And we just, you know, just chat things up and, you know, we had a, a, a heated, and when I say heated, it wasn't like one where there were like people to get out of control. No, it's, it was one where everyone was respectful of each other, but you could tell there were people who had difference of opinions. But, you know, we were sitting there talking about this topic and at the end of it, we came away with like, look, you know, even though this is something that is, is needed to be talked about, it's needed to be discussed, it's good to have a place for it, a forum for it. For those that you know need to get some stuff off their chest and really want to have those those topics talked about. At the end of the day, I think a lot of people came away with like, "All right, I'm glad we had this talk, but I want to talk about this forever." You know, can we talk about something else? Can we get something to take my mind off of this? You know, right now I'm inundated with it. I, I wake up in the morning, you know, and, and it's, it's it's everywhere. You know. Every app, every, almost every email, almost every program, everyone is talking about it. You know, it, it's like you can't escape it. And you want to escape it. So that was why I'm like, okay, when I was coming up with some topics, a lot of them were centered around that. And I'm like, I need to kind of change my topic. You know, I want to kind of get away from that. Because there was actually a couple of topics that, you know, would have been kind of controversial. It, it, it was going to kind of question some things, ask some questions. And, you know, I'm like... Right now, people don't want to ask questions. Or if they want to ask questions, they're already doing it. You know, this is going to be a place where those that want to escape it can. And I'm going to try to do that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and go over some topics right now and kind of uh, share what I'm going have going on. So I kind of thought about it, you know, like some of you guys, I'm, I'm stuck indoors. And, you know, I'm stuck at a hotel away from home. And that had me wonder, if you're stuck indoors, you know, you have pretty much nothing you can really do right now. And you have pretty much not just the nation, but the world stuck indoors. You know, who can benefit the most from that and take advantage and really, you know, uh, make some money off of it? So for me, the first company I'm going to throw out there is Google Stadia. And look, I get it. Every time you talk about Google Stadia, you have people on two sides of the fence. I'm aware of that because, look, I, I made a YouTube video of that a couple of weeks ago, playing around with that that topic in general. That when you talk about Stadia, you have some people that enjoy it, that's okay with it, that like it. And then you have other people who just like, man, this this is not what Google promised it to be. It's, it's garbage. It's not, you know, as, as exciting as people make it to be. Google basically crapped a bit on this one. So I understand it. But... Here is a chance, I feel like, where Google can take the narrative right back. You have people stuck indoors. You have people like me, you know, who's traveling and maybe stuck at a, a hotel and all they have is a Chromebook or um, very little means. And this would be an opportunity to say, okay, look, you know what? We're going to offer Stadia for free. And I understand not giving the full 
pro version for free. I get that. But why not have the free one open up for everyone? Offer them a free game, you know, and allow them to get in at a cheap rate so they can have a way to start playing. And this is why I say it will benefit them. All right, so you get started playing, and you see something like a Mortal Kombat or NBA 2K, and you're like, man, I want to play this. And you and you end up buying it, you know. The moment someone buys that game, they're going to be committed to this platform because they already spent money on it. And they're going to be more committed to keeping it around. Now, I'm pretty sure with a lot of people that jump on board, there's going to be a number of people like, I'm not going to spend any money on this because, you know, I'm going to play with a free version, but I'm not convinced. But just think about the people that you can get to come on board. Because, again, they're bored. They're looking to play, play with something. Out of desperation, they're like, okay, I'm stuck in here. I had nothing to do. All right, I'm going to spend this money. I'm going to play this game. And they already spent the money. And now they're committed. They're committed to you, at least seeing what you do with it. And this is why I think where if they really wanted to take advantage of this opportunity, they could have. They could have opened this up for more people to to jump on board. Because, again, how hard is it for someone to, to pick this up and adopt? And I think this is one of the things where, say what you will about the stadium, you know, and I get it. But where it is kind of revolutionary in a way is that from anywhere, I could pick up a controller and start playing. And I'm not talking about playing the games that you play on your phone, you know, the tap-tap games or something like that, or a a watered-down version of a game. Like, I do have Street Fighter Four on my phone, but you can tell it's a watered-down version. You can't really enjoy it the way you would playing on a console. No, you get in full console PC-like games that you can play through a Chromebook as long as you have Wi-Fi. And, and guess what? Even on this Wi-Fi connection in the hotel that I'm, I'm utilizing, it's working just fine. You know, now, I'm, I'm admit, it's not as fast as my high speed at the house. And every now and then, I have a little graphics interruption here and there. But it, it picks itself back up. And, you know, one game I would play the other day was Mortal Kombat. Played it just fine without any issue. With the exception, like I said, of the graphics here, hiccup here and there that, like I said, corrected itself. So imagine you have a group of people who, again, they're stuck indoors because of a pandemic. They're able to jump on this and play some games and, you know, they, they start enjoying it. And this could be an opportunity where, you know, they can, when I say they, but Google can showcase, hey, this is what we're doing. This is where we're coming along with this. And we would like for you to stay, stick along for the ride. Now, the reality, I think, you know, for a lot of us, we feel that the reason we didn't do it because they may not have enough confidence in their platform yet. Because if you had enough confidence, I think, in this platform, you would take advantage of this. Even though you can't get into something like an E3 or a game developer conference, all of those are shut down. You know, I talked about about a month ago, and one of the big things I talked about that, you know, at these conferences, the Sony PlayStation 5, they're going to come up there, they're going to light it up, they're going to get people excited, jumping on board, but those conferences are gone. They're not happening. You know, so here is your chance. Right now, you can get a number of people jumping on your platform, ready to go right now. Right now. And you would think the people at the stadium team would be all over this. All over it right now. I don't get it. You know, again, that's just, you don't have confidence in your platform enough to present it to the masses. You still feel like you're in beta mode. Or testing mode. You're not ready yet. 
That would be the only way I can see that. Because if you look around, the movie industry is taking advantage of this. You know, they're, they're taking an opportunity to say, hey, look, we've been wanting to try out the ability to allow people to to pay extra to stream movies at home. So movies that are geared to go to the big screen, will people be willing to pay more now to watch it now? 20 bucks. Right now, you're going to spend 20 bucks in movies that you can watch at the theater. You can watch now. And are there going to be enough people want to try that? Are there going to be enough people saying, you know what? I'd rather go ahead and just pay the 20 bucks for me and my family to watch it now on our TV at the house with our own popcorn, with our own hot dogs, whatever, and, and be able to put our feet on the recliner, kick back in our boxers and our flip-flops and enjoy, you know, the... The movie in our own environment with whatever temperature we want, we want our homes at, and basically our own comforts in our home or our own comforts in our home. Have that, enjoy that, watch it. Are people going to be willing to spend 20 bucks for that? And I think at the end of the day, they're going to collect enough information to decide that this is going to be a mainstay. But this is an opportunity to test this out. And they're jumping on board with this. So I'm surprised that. At the end of the day, you know, Stadia team didn't have some rollout, something ready to go to let people trist- to try it and, and allow people to play with it now. You know, and I say play with it now. I mean, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, we're here. I'm talking about going out to people, like making it clear. We're here. Come over here. here, here it's, it's free access. You know, using your YouTube platform, using everything to say, look, come now. Come play for free now. Make it clear, advertise, get it out there. We're here. Come play for free. Here, here's a free game on us. Come try us out. You know, you stuck in the door? Come check this out now for free. Check it out. We're here. You would think the stadium team would be jumping on board that right now. You know, I've seen Disney Plus have commercials all over the place. Hey, you stuck in the house? Check us out. We got this going on. We got that going on. Netflix doing the same thing. Now we all can we open a, a, our emails, Gmails, whatever. You see all these platforms, letting you know you stuck indoors. Check us out. You know there's no sports plan because they're shut down. There's no events going on. You're stuck indoors. Check us out. We're here. You would think Stadia team would be doing that because I do think they have something that they can offer. I do think they have some games that's going to be appealing to people, but. Maybe they realize they don't have enough. I don't know. But I thought they would be able to be jumping on board and and, and really take a chance of winning this. Now, obviously, other companies are going to be able to take advantage of this. And I'm going to talk about some of your streaming services that are going to be able to, to at the end of the day, either win from this or lose from this. And let's start with Netflix. And I say Netflix because last year, everyone talked about coming for the king. We're coming from them. We're coming for them. Disney with their Disney Plus. DC with the DC Universe. HBO Max haven't quite got there yet, but all of these companies were coming for the king. Apple with Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus. Everybody coming after the king. And you know who's still sitting there? Sitting high? Netflix. Netflix still the king. Still offering a large selection of original content. A number of television shows that 
you can now binge on movies. It, it still remains the best here. And in this pandemic, I'm pretty sure more people are choosing Netflix over the alternatives. See, at the end of the day, I think Netflix is going to end up winning here. Now, are they going to gain money from this? I don't think so. You know, let's say you got advertising dollars comes out of it. No, because most people that's, that's checking out Netflix, they already subscribe. It's not like someone going out there and going out their way to subscribe to Netflix. They're already there. So, at the end of the day, when it comes down to whose service they're going to choose the most, it will be Netflix. Disney Plus. Now, even though they're not the king, I, I, I think they still have a number of, of, of large selection of content that's going to be more fitting for the family. You know, you have the the vault they have access to of a lot of classic movies and, and shows and cartoons that families can sit down and share with their young kids. Like, this is the cartoon I used to watch. This is what this show, you know, I checked out when I was a kid. And they can use that to share that. And then you also have you know, some of their original content. And you have their Disney movies, their Marvel movies, uh, some of the stuff they brought over for Fox and you know, your Star Wars franchise. So you have a number of people who are excited of, of to check some of that stuff out. They're going to be looking at that. And I'm pretty sure Disney Plus is going to get a number of views. Now, here's one I think is going to be a loser here. And I say that because, again, people are stuck indoors. And if you have to choose which content you're going to, or which place you're going to get your content from, I don't see people choosing Disney Plus or Disney Universe. Let's back up. I don't see people choosing DC Universe over the ladders. Look, on DC Universe, they they do have some shows that I think is pretty cool to check out. They got like a Harley Quinn. I thought that was a pretty decent show. I thought they did a good job with that and have a fun with that. You know, um, Titans, you know, it's, it's okay. It's hit or miss. I'm not choosing that over The Mandalorian or some of the other Netflix shows here, but you know, it's okay if you already caught up on all the other shows. You're looking for something else to watch. You, you want to check out something else. I mean, you may swing by that, but because of that being just okay, you know, it, it is not going to be the show that is going to be at the top. You know, they don't have enough movie content in, in the DC universe. I mean, you think about what the DC universe is: Batman, Superman. You know, Wonder Woman. You know, they're, they're DC properties. They don't even own all of that in their own universe, as you say. The Dark Knight movies is currently on Netflix right now. As well as some of your your shows. Like, right now, Black Lightning just, just ended. And now you can go to Netflix to check out the entire series or, or entire season. And, oh, and the entire series. That's not housed on DC Universe. And it should have been. So because they don't even have access to their own or have all their content under their own universe. And it's kind of dispersed out to others. This is where I see it being a loser because people are going to continue to overlook them. And if I'm going to be honest with you, I think when this all is said and done, the universe is either going to get sucked into the HBO Max or it's going to be gone. You know, it's just... Even with the content they do have. And I'm pretty sure they have people on there checking it out. But I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's enough that's going to keep it around. 
I don't think it's enough for these guys to keep supporting it. So I see that being a big loser. Now, there are some people who, look, they're having to conserve funds, right? And conserve resources. And the reason being because, well, you know, there are a number of companies who, who sent people home and told them that, look, we got to shut the doors because of this. And since we're shutting the doors, you know, well, you're not getting a check. So people are like, all right, you know, how can we make what we have last? And one of the things that you're going to, that people have to make choices of is what services to cut. So people are probably cutting the cable because that's the most expensive and the most unnecessary. And also streaming services. Look, you know, right now when you're trying to save every dollar, you're not trying to spend 10, 15 bucks for some, for a DC plus or a DC, a Disney plus or a Netflix. You're just trying to find ways to save money so that you can make it through. And this is why I think Pluto TV, because it's free, it's going to be something that is going to be catching for a number of people. And I think can win from here because even though they don't have the newer shows or newer content, they do have enough content for everyone. Now they're dated. I'll give you that, but it's not so dated where it's unable to be enjoyed. The kids will have their selection of cartoons, you know, and the adults will have some classic movies and shows they can check out to keep them busy and occupied. So being as free, you can watch it on whether tablet, phones, whatever. I think this could end up being a winner from this. And they can actually actually take advantage of this pandemic of people checking their content out. Hulu. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm personally not a subscriber of Hulu. At least not anymore. You know, again, there's only so much streaming service I can have. And it didn't make my cut. But it's under the Disney umbrella. They're... They're starting to kind of build up more. You can see that they're starting to get more original content. You know, I'm seeing that they, 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 they continue to build stuff up and at five, what, $6 a month, I can see people having that as a service. And, you know, is it going to be a winner out of all this? i say this. I will slot it above DC Universe right now. I feel like they have a little bit more content. But, you know, as far as any hierarchy, there's a reason why I got it at this level. Now, the last one at Amazon Prime. Now, the reason why I have Amazon Prime so far down is because they do have some content. They do have some movies you can check out. So, it's not like it's cool garbage. But a lot of people have Amazon Prime, you know, at by default, right? You know, one with you being stuck indoors, you're going to be relying on Amazon to, to deliver supplies. So, a lot of people already have Prime and they're not getting rid of it. So, as having Amazon Prime for delivery, you're going to have access to their streaming services. And look, it's already there. You already have access for it. And you're going to have a, a number of shows and content that you can check out. So it's going to be a, a be something that you can check out and you can jump on board and and definitely, you know, use. And as far as whether it's going to slide as a winner or loser, you know, I think it's going to be all right. I don't see it as, as, quote, winning where it's going to be above everyone else. Like, that's going to be the first choice people choose. But I see people checking it out. Even for those who are like, look, I'm trying to save money. We're trying to cut funds. Well, we already got prom. And right now, we're probably not going to cut Prime because we've already you know, paid for our subscription for throughout the year. So, we're going to continue on having that subscription. So, we're going to continue on using this Prime. And at the end of the day, if you have nothing else, you've already cut Netflix because, you know, you're trying to save 11, 12 bucks here. You decide to cut Disney Plus. 
you decide to cut all the other services, but you want to keep your Prime, you have Pluto TV, you have your free TV, you throw all those together, you're going to have enough content to check things out for everyone else. And this is really something that I think would be beneficial for those who are obviously on a budget and trying to save. So I kind of wanted to come on here and really just have a couple quick topics to kind of get this going and, you know, just not miss out on opportunity. And I hope that those of you guys that are stuck indoors, man, because um, this is really serious here. And because I know a lot of people are, are, are really dealing with a stressful time right now. And, you know, I have all of you in mind. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm keep you guys in, in, in my thoughts and prayers, you know. And I'm not saying that just to say that because I know anytime someone throw the word thoughts and prayers, it's now a cuss word now. But I'm serious on that, you know. Um, right now we, we're definitely going through a challenging period, but we'll get through it. Like I said last week, we're going to get through it, you know, um, and we, we're going to rise up from it and I believe we're going to, we're going to be fine. But during this period, you know, I, I want to be one of the people that can, you know, offer hope and, um, just kind of a distraction from it. If I can, you know, get your mind off of what's going on, you know, because we're all affected. You know, family members who who we're, we're not sure what's going to happen with their jobs. You know, uh, people who may be sick. We're all dealing with it, and it's not easy. But we're dealing with it together as a nation, and really not just as a nation, but as a, a, a all over the world. And this is probably one of the few times where the entire world was able to share in something that was beyond nationalism. Like we all are dealing with this together. We all are suffering this together. And yeah, it, it makes you think. It really makes you think. But we'll get through it. We'll be back to enjoying our sports. We'll be back to playing our games and back to checking out some new movies and you know, in the theaters or back to watching our favorite, you know, sporting team at the ballparks and on the courts and on the football field. You know, we'll be there soon. We will be there soon. But we'll be back to work. Working overtime for those that want to work overtime. Buying cars, buying toys, buying phones. We'll be back. You know, We'll be talking about this at the end of the year, you know, New Year's, talking about how the pandemic, you know, affected a lot of things. We'll be talking about it. We'll be remembering it. We'll get through this. So for those going through a lot, for those who are sitting without a job right now, for those who are stressed about what's going on, it's, it, I understand it's hard, but you'll get through. We'll get through it. Don't give up hope. That's all I have. I'm out.